How many of you heard about the young missionary that went to India a couple weeks ago and was martyred? How many? Put, put your hands up if you heard about it. So half of you have and half of you haven't. Um, there was a young graduate from ORU who had been pretty much stationed in India, in, in that area, and he decided, is a missionary, and he decided to go to a small island off the coast somewhere. And this island is the most uncivilized, which is what they said in the news this morning, I don't know if it's true, but it is, it is the most or one of the most uncivilized places in the world. They won't let anybody in. And... And, and I can sit here and assume, you know, reasons why. Here it is, 2000, almost 2019, and these people don't let anybody on their island, but the, but the tribe itself. There is a barrier around this island that if you come any closer than that barrier, they're going to kill you. They'll do their best to kill you. Um, just maybe a couple of years ago, I believe, somebody can correct me on this, if it wasn't that long or longer, the couple of fishermen went out there, or a couple of poachers went out to the island, and as soon as they got to the island, they were killed right then. They didn't, they didn't get any farther than that. So this young, this young missionary here from Oklahoma, well, he wasn't from Oklahoma, but he went to school here in Oklahoma at ORU. I think he was 25 years old and single, right around there. He decided to go to this island. He actually... Um, hired some fishermen, illegally, I might add, to take him to this island. And so he actually hired them to do so, probably paid them some money, so they got on the boat and went over there. The first time they went over there, he had his Bible in his hand, and they shot at him with a bow and an arrow, and the, and the arrow went through his Bible. Didn't, didn't shoot him, they shot his Bible. So they evidently turned around came back, this is a story that I'm getting now that I've listened to it for a couple of weeks now, he turned around, he went back and got, actually got on the island this time. That's as far as he got. They killed him on the beach and buried him on the beach. That's as far as he got. Here we got a single man that's 25 years old, just out of, just out of Bible school, that died for his faith. Just, I mean, didn't, just a young fellow, just died for his faith. And I, and I was telling Gina this morning, I've just really been intrigued about this entire story because, you know, I'm, I'm a real, I'm a missionary at heart. I just love to be overseas with people. That's really where my heart is. That's what, I just love doing it. And I've thought many times of going to places that are dangerous. But here, here's the thing is, is, is what anybody will tell you, any seasoned missionary will tell you, do not go anywhere that, that God doesn't send you. Now, it doesn't matter if somebody else says no or yes. We've actually been told by people, don't go there. Where we have our biggest work in the Philippines, we were told not to go there by someone else. And the Lord told us, you go. And so we did, and then that's how we know uh, Peter and all of those guys over there is from when Gene and I went over there and just, Boated across to this island, the island of Mindanao, where nobody tells you to go, and it's just been great ever since. But if the Lord tells you not to go, He will tell you. It's even, that's even scriptural, folks. If He tells you not to go, then by your faith, you don't go until He tells you to go. Because it may not be the right timing. I'm just being realistic here this morning. 
That's why it's so important to listen to the Spirit of God in everything that you do. Now, I'm not saying that he wasn't listening to the Spirit of God. Those may have been just the circumstances that he has run. He may have been the very first person to actually have enough guts to get on that island. He may have opened up a door. He may have, but he died for it. Now, the thing is, he is now where he belongs for the rest of eternity. Correct? So hopefully someone will see this and will say, he has opened the door for somebody or me or somebody. Somebody, you know, somebody's got to go. Because the Word of God says, you can look this up. The Word of God says that Jesus will not come back until the entire world has heard the Word of God. So don't sit there and wonder by all the things that are going on in the world today why Jesus hasn't come back. Because he cannot come back until the entire world has heard the gospel. It, it's not, Jesus is not coming back on a particular date. He is coming back when the world has heard the gospel. He can't come back until. Does everybody understand that? We're getting, some, we're getting some real word here this morning, okay? This is coming from the Spirit of God, so you can listen to me or not. It's our responsibility to take the gospel. It's our responsibility by our faith. We're going to talk about faith here in a minute. To take the gospel to the world. Community, everything else is important. This community is flooded with churches, folks. There are still people out there that don't believe God's word. They have heard it. More than likely, if you live in America, you have heard the word of God. There's, I'm sure there's people out there that haven't, but I mean, it's very few and far between. Let's get real. Community is very important. But the world is more important. Don't look at me like, oh my gosh, what are you asking me to do? I'm not asking you to do anything. I'm just asking you to follow God's Word. Now, we've been talking about money. We've been talking about our health. We've been talking about all that stuff, which is important. And it is especially important to your witness. But, community... Health, your job, your education, all those things are not as important as your relationship with God. There's nothing as important. Let me wake up this morning. Nothing, no, nothing as important as your relationship with God. Nothing as important as you knowing who the Father is. Nothing. Because that's what changes eternity for you. And that's it. God will take you fat. He will take you skinny. He will take you with no money. And He will take you with a lot of money. He will take you however. He will take you uneducated. He will take you educated. God has no limits, boom, on who you are. To him. So remember, all these things are important, but we must focus on our relationship with God. Or this church will be just like all the other churches out there, just trying to conform. And we cannot conform. Because we live by faith. And sometimes I wonder if most churches even know what faith 
is. Hebrews 1. No, Hebrews 11. 1 and 2. Give me that. Let's watch. Everybody knows these verses. How many of you have never seen this? You don't have to put your hand up, but we know this. Faith is the... Everybody say confidence. Faith is the confidence that what... that that what we hope for and will actually happen. Is this an LT? It is. It's good. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Go to two. Through their faith, the people in the days of old earned a good reputation. What in the world does that mean? They earned a good reputation. You know what is by your reputation is how you're going to reach people or not. If you got a sorry reputation out there, you do not have a good witness. If my reputation is bad, I cannot witness to anybody that I talk to. If people see that I am just, I mean, I am just, I am just totally, if my life is just totally messed up. I am not being a witness. I belong to the Lord. Listen, I can, be a, I can be a sorry witness and still belong to God. There's a lot of sorry witnesses in church today. I'm not talking about this one. I'm talking about every church. There's a lot of sorry witnesses in church today, but they still belong to God. They're still going to heaven, but they just really don't care about anybody but themselves. Boy, reality just likes to set in when I get up here, doesn't it? That's why I'm only up for every now and then. So, faith. Put that back up there. Leave, 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 uh, leave uh, verse 1 up there for a minute. So we can, we can just ponder on that for a second. This is probably just about as far as we're going to get. Faith is the confidence. You have to do this. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? Faith is the confidence that what we hope for actually will happen. Faith is the confidence. So, faith in all simplicity is what you believe. We went over this two or three weeks ago. Faith in its, all, it's, in its simplest form is what you believe. So I'm going to ask you this morning, what do you believe? Because that's exactly what you're going to live by. It's exactly what you're going to live by. You hide and watch. If you believe that God is not real and that He cannot work in your life, that's exactly how you're going to live. You'll complain, you'll gripe about it, nothing's happening to you, but that's exactly what you believe. You, you know, you might get up on Sunday and, and act all Christian-like, but it's, it's really what you do between Sunday and Sunday is how you really believe. I'm talking about myself too, folks. I'm going to tell you something that probably none of you know in here. Because I just don't, I just don't talk about it much. I am blind on my left side. I have about 10% sight on my left side. And I am also deaf. I have about 20% hearing on the left side. That's why if you ever come up to me and you're on this side of me, I may ignore you. But I don't do it on purpose. I am blind and deaf on this side. I just have a little bit of sight. 
and a little bit of hearing. Every day. I'm telling you, every day. I say, Lord, thank you for my sight and thank you for my hearing. Every day. Have I seen it yet? No. You guys are acting like, is he really saying this? Pastor Mark, there's something wrong with him? Come on, guys. I'm just like the rest of you. But every day, I don't think there's been a day go by that I don't say, Lord, thank you for my hearing and thank you for my sight. Every day. Faith is really simply what we believe. But it was by, you know, this goes, this goes if you read this, read on into this, it talks about the heroes of faith. That's what we called it in Rhema in the, in the class. You st- are you taking this, Mason? Uh, that was last year. That was last year, yeah. first year. It's called the heroes of faith, and you can read uh, chapter 11. It goes by all these heroes of faith in the Bible that actually, and some of them were scoundrels, I mean... <laughs> Some of them are just scoundrels. Now, anybody that knows me, Jason was over at my house, and the other Jason was over at my house yesterday. We went to lunch, and we just had a good old time, and they made me buy them lunch. I didn't say I was going to, but I did anyway. No, I'm just kidding. By faith, they went to lunch with me. And we got to talk a little bit, sit around a little bit, and if you see me out in public, you would never think that I would stand up here on stage. Come on, just go like this. Yeah, it's true. Because I am just, I am just a blue-collar guy. Like most people in here. I mean, I'm just, most guys in here, I'm just blue-collar. I'm just, I'm just, when I'm out into the public, I'm anointed to work. God has anointed me to work. And I, I'm pretty good at what I do. I think, I think there's, there's room for improvement. But God has given me the ability to do so many things. And we were talking about that. It's, it's not, I am, I am very, I don't have much education. I don't have, you know, I just got, you know, I just got, I just get real tired of school, so I just quit. And, and God would give, it's by, it's by the anointing that God has given me that, he, that I can do what I can do. Because without that, I really just can't do very much. I got to admit it. Sometimes, guys, I go out. I'm, I'm one of those that I work with my hands. I, I can't sit in an office. I can't do any of that. It's just, it's just, that's just who I am. Sometimes I go out there, and I am just amazed at what God shows me to do. Sometimes I go out there, and I'll run into a problem, and it will automatically come to me how to fix it. It's just, it's just uh, some of you are going, yeah, it's exactly, well, that's not you. That's the Spirit of God by your faith, what you believe. Because I truly believe, I mean, I really truly believe that God has given me the abilities that I have. I just, I just believe it. And so I operate by it. I did a job the other day. It started raining on me, then it snowed on me, and then it iced over. Everything I did was like, it was just iced over. I had almost 60 tons of material on somebody's yard, and I could not do anything with it. All of a sudden, my mind began to go, oh my gosh, I'm losing everything on this. The material, the time, everything. I just started going, I just started 
I don't know. Something just happened to me. It was pouring down. I was soaking wet. I was thinking, what am I doing? What am I doing? And then the Lord said, I'll show. I'm, I'm serious. Listen to me. The Lord said, I was out there in the rain, and the Lord said, I'll show you how to fix this. But you got to start listening. You just got to be quiet for a minute. And he did. He showed me how to fix. I was just, if I, if I would have messed with that on my own, it would have just been a big mess. And, I and sometimes I just get so bent out of shape, I just get up and leave. And I have to come back. Yeah, anybody? You just get so frustrated to the point to where you go, I'm not doing this anymore. I don't care how much I lose. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what anybody thinks about me. I'm leaving. I'm the only one. He said, I'll show you. And he did. Show me how to fix it. And I thought those people were going to be so mad at me. They really never got mad at me. I just let the Lord have it. Situations. Situations living by faith. Faith is simply what you believe. What are you living by? Those of you who are saying, I don't have enough to pay this. I don't have enough. I just don't have enough money. I just don't. I just don't. As long as you say, I just don't, you will not. I just am not going to get healed. I just am not. I just am not. I just am not. And as long as you say, I am not, you will not. We're in reality this morning. Once more. I am not going to have a good job. I am not. I, I just can't. I'm just not educated enough. I just can't. That's just. This is just all I am. Then that's exactly what you're going to be. Faith. You see, I got faith in Jody. I got faith that Jody knows how to do certain things. I, I know Jody's strengths because I've known him for so long. He's been here for years. Seen him go through things with his family, seen him all, you know, all kinds of stuff. But I got faith in, that Jody knows to do certain things. I can come up and talk to him about it because I got faith, because I've seen what Jody can do. But see, that doesn't take a lot of faith. Because I've seen it. I've seen what he can build stuff. One year we had a a uh, Halloween thing, uh, not a Halloween thing, a festival, fall festival. We don't have Halloween stuff here. A fall festival. And Jody made this stuff. Everybody, does everybody remember that? Yeah. Now, Cindy's wife, she's, she's gone now. She's in heaven, but she, she made Jody make this stuff, I know. <laughs> But when you look at it, you just were going, oh my. He painted it and everything. You're going, you're going oh my, how did he ever do that? Yeah. Right? Not faith. Because we've seen it. Now, we're making a step up here. And I'm going to end this here in just a minute. Don't, I know I've still got your attention right now. We're taking a step up here because this is what you call supernatural faith. There's a human faith. I got faith in Jody. I got faith knowing what Carrie can do. I got faith knowing what David can do. I got faith knowing what Suzanne can do. I got faith knowing what Gala can do. I got faith. I know most of you in here, so I got faith in you. You realize that? I got faith in you, man. But that's because of, I know you. 
I've seen what you can do. But now we're talking about supernatural faith. Supernatural believing. The faith in knowing that even though I can't see it, I know that it's going to happen. America is slowly losing its supernatural faith in God. And it's our responsibility as church to cause a faith lift in America. But see, when faith is not being is not operating in the churches, then the churches aren't going to teach it. The largest church in America today is not a spirit-filled church. It's a wonderful church. It's also the largest church here in Oklahoma. It's a wonderful church. They're doing all sorts of things. I'm, and I'm sure people are getting born again. I'm sure there are things happening, but it's not a spirit-filled church. So if when we don't have spirit-filled churches out there, when we're not operating in the spirit, then the spirit of faith disappears in church. You see, we have to operate in the Spirit as a church. The most important thing that we must do is operate in the Spirit. It doesn't matter about anything else, but we have to operate in the Spirit first. And then everything else comes together. When we have to stop the service, when we get to the point where we can stop the service, get down on our knees... And pray for change in America. That's when change begins to take place. When we get to the point to where we are just so systematic in everything we do. Nothing's going to happen. Don't look at me like you don't know this yourself. This is just a refresher course. We need to make sure that we do not give in to seducing spirits, which is also scriptural in the end times. If you're afraid of the Spirit of God moving, then, okay, let's end with this. How many of you truly believe that this is a full gospel church? Does anybody know what full gospel, who does not know what full gospel means? Do I have, okay. I know you're not going to raise your hand for that. Full gospel means that we are a church that believes in the entire Bible. We don't take things in particular places and take them out of the Bible because we do not want to believe them. We believe in the entire Bible. Now, if we really got into this, there are things in the Bible that are not true. You can go through the Bible and you can watch Satan say things to Jesus that were not true. You can go through the Bible and people actually are saying things in the Bible that were not true, but that does not make the Bible untrue. You understand what I'm saying? The Bible in its whole, in its entirety, is true. It's the true Word of God. It's not just a history book. It's the real Word of God. Everything in the Bible happened. It's the true Word of God. We are full gospel. We believe in baptism of the Holy Spirit. We believe in all these things that come with it. We... And that's how we're supposed to operate. I don't care how many people get mad. I don't care how many people don't agree. I don't, I don't care how many people leave because of it. We are a full gospel church, and that's exactly how we're supposed to operate. 
It doesn't matter what anybody says. That's it. Now, how many of you don't have... Don't raise your hand. How many of you believe that you are true gospel? That you believe in the entire Bible? This is almost a trick question. How many of you truly believe in the full, in the full gospel and that you are a full gospel believer? Exactly. Because if you are a full gospel believer, then you believe in prosperity. You believe in healing. You believe everything in the Bible is true. You believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You believe in evidence of speaking of tongues. You believe in all those things if you are full gospel. That doesn't mean that you may be operating in all of them, but you believe in them. How many of you also believe that in Romans 12, 3, I believe it says that God has given all of us a measure of faith. And it also, can you have that? Romans 12, 3? Take a look at this. Watch this, if he's got it. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me. What does that say to you? What we're getting ready to say belongs to you. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think that you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. Measuring yourselves by the faith of God that has been given to us. Every born-again believer, we're talking about, right? this is New Testament stuff, y'all. Every born-again believer has been given a measure of faith. A measure of faith for what? A measure of faith to live out your entire life. God has given you a measure of faith that no matter what you're going to go through, He has given you the faith to get through it. No matter what hard times you may go through, He's given you the faith to get through it. It's your opportunity to use the faith that God has given you. Because, you know, God's given me that measure of faith. He's not, you know, He's not constantly having to give me more faith. I've already got it. Everything that I need, God has already given me. Including the faith to get through everything that I need to get through. Woo, think about that. So everything that you're getting ready to go through. God already knew you were getting ready to go through it. Because he looked and he said, I've got to give them faith to get through that. And he did. By his word, he did. He's already given you the faith to get through whatever comes to you this week. He's given you the faith to get through what comes to you in the next 50 years. Woo, when you think about that, it makes life a whole lot easier. Everything that I go through, and then when I start complaining and I start griping, I just don't know how, you know, I go to Gene and I just say, I just don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm so tired of people. I have to deal with hundreds of people every year in my job. And some of them are just rotten. Some of them are just hard to get along with. 
Some of them want to cheat me before I'm even done. I know it. And the funny thing about it is, God tells me who that's going to be, and I still sometimes don't listen good enough to walk away. And so what do I do? I deal with it. And God has given me the faith to get through it. Just like you. We just get to the point sometimes where we're thinking, God, I need more faith. Well, I'm telling you right now that by God's word, you don't. He's already given it to you. So therefore, the only thing that, that you're waiting on is that you're using what God has already given you. When you were born, you have one pregnant girl in here. Before this baby is born, before little... Uh, do we have a name yet? Do we even know? Boy, girl? Okay. Thank you. That's why I need to know. Before this little boy is born, out of your womb, God has already given him the faith that he needs to get through his entire life. Do you realize that? He's, he's already given him the faith. The faith is already instilled in him because he's already been conceived. That, that child is born, is, is alive right now, right? So he's, he's already been given all the faith that he needs. My daughter is like a month pregnant. That, that yeah, we're going to be grand, grandparents one more time. Probably, I told Gina we'll probably have grandkids for the next eight, every, every 18 months for the next 10 years. I mean, it could just keep going, which is fine with us as long as we can go on our trips. Hey, God has given that bait. We don't, need, we don't know what it is, of course. We don't know if it's a boy or girl. You know, they've already got names and all this and that. But that grandchild has already been given the faith that he or she needs for her entire life. Hallelujah. So I'm asking you this morning, what do you truly believe? Because that's what you're going to live by. God will take you exactly the way you are but the thing about it is, he wants you to live the best life that you can. Number one, he wants you healthy because you'll live a longer life and you'll live a better life because you'll have more energy. Number two, he wants, he wants you to be prosperous because, man, money is talked about in the Bible more than just about anything. So he knows that it's a contention. So he wants you to be prosperous, but he wants you to be prosperous through his word, not through your way. So if you're not prosperous, don't, don't really be concerned about it. Just get it to the point to where you know, hey man, if I'm going to make money, I'm going to make it God's way. And if I don't make a dime for the next 10 years, God's going to take care of me. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. Because He has made you right now, just the way you are. No matter how you look, no matter how pretty you are or ugly you are. No matter how old you are, no matter, no matter how much hair you have or don't have. It just doesn't matter. God has given you the faith to get through everything that you need.